Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome inside Garage Door Sports. Your no-holds-barred weekly discussion on everything in the sporting world. For all your news on hockey, baseball, basketball, football, soccer, and more, you've come to the right place. And now, it's time for your hosts, Nick McVicker, Kyle Vardy, and Irfan Manji. That's right, folks. We are back. Episode number 32 of the podcast. Nick McVicker in studio, joined through the Garage Door Sports Cup phone by my two amazing co-hosts. Irfan, how you doing today, buddy? Good. Super tired on like three hours of sleep. So after we're done, I'm going to bed. Dude, I think you and Kyle are going to have the same answer. Kyle, how are you doing? Uh, living the life of uh, an hour and a half of sleep. Oh, so. oh boy. Nice. I thought I didn't get much sleep and I had six and a half hours. Yeah. So that's 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 a little uh, for me, all right, Irfan? Don't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, well, we're comparing here, but... <laughs> um, well, we got a lot to talk about this week, boys. There's been a lot happening in the sporting world for some reason. Kind of. Sort of. Not really. But we still have a lot to talk about. Um, but let's start off with our kickoff segment brought to you by Canada Kicking Academy. Calling all kickers and punters in the Southern Ontario region. If you are looking for year-round professional development with elite competition, you need to train with the Canada Kicking Academy. The Ferraro brothers, Daniel and Gabriel, are both University of Guelph alumni, and after illustrious university careers, they want to teach you everything they've learned over the years. If you want to take your special teams game to the next level, you need to train with the Canada Kicking Academy. Visit them at canadakickingacademy.com and follow them on Instagram at canadakickingacademy. So today, since, you know, later this week is the NFL draft, we figured we'd do the kickoff about, well, the NFL draft. And more specifically, the first round, because we're not true analysts here. But we have a good enough idea of what's happening in the NFL world to know what picks might happen in the first round. In fact, Kyle, along with a couple of my um, colleagues from... Centennial College's sports journalism program have put together a little article that we're going to be releasing later today about the NFL mock and with a mock draft. So Kyle, why don't you get us started? Is there any real surprises that you could see happening in this first round? Oh yeah, <clears throat> this first round honestly could be full of surprises. Um, I think the uh, the top three I think are pretty much set. I believe. Um, with, uh, in my opinion, Ed Burrow, Chase Young, and Akuda. Um, but there's also rumors that apparently Detroit wants to trade out on number three. Um, apparently the Dolphins may not take a quarterback at number five. If they want to take the best player available, which would be like one of the offensive linemen. Um, uh, apparently they prefer Herbert or Tua, too, so that could be that. Uh, to his injuries, apparently have taken him off the board of some teams in the draft. Um, so there's like a lot of possibilities with that. Um, and then also, as of yesterday, with uh, Makai Becton, with his drug 
failure or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, with him being one of those top offensive linemen available as well, potentially he could drop. So there's there's just so many things up in the air right now. It's it's uh, it'll be interesting next Thursday what happens. Oh, for sure. Irfan, do you have any uh, surprises that you're looking at? Or no, I think the top three are pretty much a lock. Um, but like Kyle said, I think there's some teams that are trying to dangle their top picks. I know uh, the Giants were, you know, open to moving the fourth pick. I don't know if they're still going to go ahead with that, but I think that's just a ploy to see if they can um, either get more out of the draft or get a roster player that's going to make a, an immediate impact on their team. Because, I mean, they had a couple of good games last year, and I know it was the Giants, but uh, maybe they're just trying to get closer to 500 than than we think earlier than we think. So that could be it, but the top three, I don't see them changing. No, and I think even – I think you're right with that. And I think even if the Lions do trade out of that three pick, I still think Okuda goes third. He's just that good. Um, the Becton thing is going to be interesting, I think. Um, he's a projected top ten. He was ranked like seven on a bunch of boards. He was eight on a bunch of boards. Um, and then yesterday it comes out that he had a flagged drug test at the NFL scouting combine. Now, the weird thing to me is that he's not the only player to have a flagged drug test, but he's the only one that's been named. Because he's a top 10 pick, I think, he's the only one that's been named, which kind of seems odd to me. Unless the NFL is telling all the teams the other names and they're just not telling the public. Like, I'm not really sure how that works. But then why would you call out one player if there's a bunch? I know what you're saying, but it's just... That's a little weird. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of odd. And the person who um, released the news was Ian Rapoport. So the fact that he only said one, but in the, in his tweet that it says um, it says multiple players had drug tests flagged, and among those is projected top ten pick. Okay. M- uh, so I I just don't get why. They're not releasing the other names of the players who failed the test or fl- had a flag that flagged test. I should say, it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, but Kyle, we were talking about this before because you were watching the Bleacher Report draft, which is sort of happening right now. Um, Justin Herbert wasn't even taken by uh, the Chargers at what is it six, seven? At uh, six, yeah, no, um, he he didn't end up getting taken, which uh, yet there's it's still going on right kind now. Kind of um, yeah, uh, I guess in, in in that mock draft they ended up taking an offensive lineman instead. Yeah, um, and in Miami ended up taking Tua um, with their with their pick. So it's yeah. uh, it's interesting. Like it's it's obviously it's not an exact science by any means, or. Does, does it mean anything? Not really. But um, we were uh, like we were talking before the show. It was more wondering um, if he doesn't go to the Chargers at six, where does he fall into the draft? Yeah, and it's that's that's a real question because you see after the Chargers, there's Carolina, who yep. I don't think they are looking for a quarterback right now. No, especially with signing Teddy Bridgewater exactly. and bringing 
Them bringing over Christian Walker. I can't see it. No. Arizona, definitely not looking for a new quarterback because they got Murray. Jacksonville is not looking for a new quarterback because they have Minshew. Cleveland, Baker, Jets, Darnell. Oakland just brought in Mariota to back up, well, possibly back up their starter, so they don't need another quarterback. San Fran, Garoppolo, Tampa. I said maybe they bring him in to be Brady's backup, but I doubt that they're going to do it at this pick in the first round. Uh, Denver. Yeah, we were like, saying before, like part of the reason why Brady left the Pats is because the Pats didn't spend enough picks to help him out on right. the field. Uh, and Tampa then goes and drafts his, his successor with the 14th overall pick. I don't think he'd be too happy about that, to be honest. No, so. I, I don't think so either. Um, yeah. I don't think Denver maybe uses the pick. They, they seem to be pretty high on Drew Locke. Yeah. Um, Atlanta, I mean, not in the first round taking a backup for Matt Ryan. Dallas. Yeah, Dallas, no. Miami, we're at this point, we're assuming that they've already taken a quarterback, so no. Yeah, Raiders again, no. Jacksonville again. Philadelphia, no. No, because I think they're set on Wentz, and with that pick, they're 100% taking a wide receiver. Exactly. Uh, Minnesota, probably no. New England. If he falls that far, I think they run up to the stage as that as I'm <laughs> So you think New England would be the choice? Um, I don't. I, I don't even. I way. I don't even think New England takes him in the first round. If Herbert is there, they take him. One hundred percent. Yeah. Sounds apparently, yeah. apparently they love Herbert and that's that they're sold on him, but okay. they don't know if they'll get a chance. So, so twenty three. He uh, could go from se- uh, six to twenty three. Obviously, I, I think at a certain point, like if he falls out of the top ten, yeah, um, maybe top eleven, because I don't think the Jets are going to trade out of that pick. Um, I could see a team trading up and getting that uh, that Raiders pick, especially with the Raiders already having a later pick in the ra- in the draft too. Yeah, yeah, I it's possible. Back, uh, getting an extra asset and. Yeah, it is possible for sure. I think there's rumors going around that Detroit's trading out of the three spot, as we mentioned, and one of the teams rumored to be trying to jump up for some godforsaken reason is Miami. Even though they have the fifth pick, they want to go higher. So there's a chance that five and three get flipped, and Tugavailoa goes third. Um. I don't know about that, but hey, whatever. You do you, boo boo. It all depends on if if Miami believes in the the injury status of Toa, if if he's going to go there, or if they really are high on Herbert and whether they go that way instead. So yeah, yeah. No, it's going to be interesting. I think uh, this is a draft that once you get past the top, as we said, top three all of a sudden everything's open on the table because it's the Giants at four and the Giants need um, everything except a quarterback, really? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> they literally need everything. 
and running back, sorry, running back, running back, running back. Yeah, running back. They have a running back. <laughs> Can't forget Saquon. Um, but yeah, after that, like we had four people on our mock draft, all have four different p- players going to the Giants. <laughs> yeah, we were all good. So many different needs. Yeah, but we were all good one yeah. through three, and then four all of a sudden fell off the face of the planet. In the mock draft, I was laughing so hard putting that together because I think you guys had one, two, three, and five. Sorry, one, two, three, five, and six were all the same except for one person. Yeah, four was the only one in the top six that was just totally off the board, and none of you had anyone close to your other top five picks. So, (laughs) um, so it'll be interesting. I think there's also talk about Jordan Love, where he's gonna go. Um, some people have him going to San Fran. Some people have him going much later in the first round. Some people have him dropping out of the first round. Kyle, where did you see him going? Uh, Jordan Love? Yeah. Um, I could see him going at the end of the first round, to be honest. Um, because I think he's that next tier of quarterback. Um, for out on the top two. Yeah. Um, in my draft... I think I had him going to the Saints. Yeah, that's what I have. You have him going to the Saints. I had him successor. Um, I don't know how many more years Breeze has. Um, and I honestly don't believe that uh, Taysom Hill is the the next quarterback for them. So what? He's not. Um, he's not the saving grace. Come on. No, unfortunately, I don't believe so. But there's some people that do, which I. I like him. Um, yeah, no, that's one of those. I, I think Jordan Love probably needs a year to sit behind somebody. Yeah. And, and better quarterback. And I think if he can sit behind Breeze, that could be huge. What, sitting behind one of the best quarterbacks of all time? No way. So, like, that's, that's where I can see him going. If not, um, probably see him falling over the first round too if, if he doesn't go there to be yeah. honest so I, I could definitely see that um so that'll be interesting I mean I think if he falls out uh the Packers would be a good destination for him if he's if we're looking if we're trying to see or I guess compare him to sitting behind a veteran quarterback would be a fantastic experience right if he wants to grow yeah the Packers would be another option yeah, at that 30 spot. I, I don't think they take him in the first round, though. Is what I'm saying. I, like, the Packers aren't looking for a quarterback in round one. No, like, I'm just saying if he ends up dropping out a little bit more, yeah. then that could potentially be something yeah. for... It's for sure. Yeah, like at a certain point, it becomes a value compared to what you actually need, right? So, yeah. Uh, I could definitely see that for sure. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be, uh, it'll be interesting. I think... So... The way it works is the first round is on Thursday, I believe. Yeah. Is, that, is that correct? And then yeah. the subsequent rounds go the next couple of days. So they do one round uh, on two, three. Second, second, third Friday, and then uh, yeah. four, five, six, four, seven. seven. Yeah. Okay. So make sure you pay attention. Um, it will be a virtual draft. And the NFL is doing a mock virtual draft on Monday to practice to make sure all the teams are set up correctly so that no one loses their pick. Which I think is 
hilarious that they have to do that. <laughs> But I mean, they have they have to make sure it works because if pick five comes up and Miami for some reason can't get a pick in, that's kind of that's kind of crappy. And have the Baltimore yeah, Ravens thing from what what year was it when they when they lost a pick because they couldn't get their card in? Anyone remember? Okay, well it did happen. I know that. So, um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see where all these guys sort of end up. Um, yeah. So that was our kickoff, sponsored by Canada Kicking Academy, calling all kickers and punchers in the Southern Ontario region. If you are looking for year-round professional development with elite competition, you need to train with the Canada Kicking Academy. If you want to take your special teams game to the next level, visit them at canadakickingacademy.com and follow them on Instagram at Canada Kicking Academy. So, boys... We are now down to the final four. Movie Madness is down to the final four, and we have our two semifinal matchups set. In the hockey versus baseball bracket, side of the bracket, I should say, it is a one versus two matchup. We had one upset with massive air quotes around it in <laughs> the uh, regional final as... Miracle went on as the number one seed, and Moneyball upset 42. You guys both had lots of upsets going on last week, and you got two of them. I'll give you credit. Uh, Kyle, what do you see coming from this matchup? Um, honestly, I think it's Miracle. It's the strongest contender right now. Um, and I don't think Moneyball stacks up. Although Moneyball is a great movie, I don't think it's going to stack up negatively. Um, so I don't really see an upset here, uh, but that's just my opinion. Fair enough, fair enough. Irfan? I think Miracle is a better movie um, if we're you know comparing it, and, and I think our audience might like Miracle a little bit more. I hope I'm wrong, and we'll get some sort of upset, but I think Miracle top this one fair enough um i agree go figure me agreeing that the number one seed is going to go through Uh, (laughs) miracle is just such a good movie and has such emotion and raw emotion at that that i think it it hits a certain spot when it comes to people's nostalgia especially people who are older than us um and by older i mean older than us maybe who have who were around when the miracle happened or who watched this movie as young adults when it first came out um it has such an impact on sports movies and i think that's why it's gonna get through and Moneyball's is a great movie don't get me wrong i'm surprised that it beat 42 yeah. to some degree because 42 is such a good movie too but they're both solid choices, and it'll be interesting to see how this one plays out. Um, in the other half of the bracket, we have the number one seed, remember the Titans, who finally knocked off Cinderella Longest Yard. Going up against, hey look, another number two seed. And the one that I'm most upset is still in the final four. Because there's no way it should beat Coach Carter, but 
Space Jam is in our final four going up against, remember, the Titans. Uh, Irfan, I'll let you start with this one. What do you think from this matchup? I mean, we called Space Jam last week just because... No, 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 no. You and Kyle called Space Jam last week. I did not. The people that were right, you know, called... (laughs) The important people called it. The important people. Wow. Wow. Now. No, but <clears throat> I feel like we're talking about our followers like having that nostalgic uh, belief in something. And as great as Remember the Titans is, I think Space Jam is so prevalent in all of our childhood that I might just squeeze over and win. <clears throat> Excuse me. Really? Yeah. You have it yeah, beating Remember Space the Titans? I have it beating Remember the Titans. Again. Hey, look, Underdog Irfan's back. He he missed one one matchup where he didn't pick an underdog and that was a miracle. <laughs> Kyle, what do you think? I'm, honestly, I'm right there with him. Um, oh my god! I, I think it all depends on how the voters go, but I think based on how the voters have gone so far, uh, I think Space Jam comes out of there. I think um, I just as, as much as you know, we, we thought potentially Coach Carter. Um, was the better movie? Uh, we obviously see how that that played out. Um, I could definitely see uh, Space Jam being the upset here for sure. Y'all are killing me, killing me. No, it's Remember the Titans, boys. That's the better movie. That's the one that should go through. I love Space Jam. Remember the Titans should go through. I'm gonna cry if, if Space Jam is in the final. <laughs> But we aren't the ones voting. It's you fans at home. So make sure you, t- you watch our social feeds this week. Um, we want you to vote. Get your votes in quickly. Make sure you get your votes in because this is important that Space Jam doesn't make the final. <laughs> um, but we'll put these polls up this week. Make sure you vote. Make sure you keep your favorite movie in uh, next week. We're hoping to get a uh, special guest come on to talk about the, all the movies that we had in our bracket and some that maybe we missed as we talk about the final going into the week after. Um, any any last thoughts on the movie madness bracket, guys, before we move on? Nope. I got some good solid choices. You do. They're, yeah, they're... I'm kind of interested to see where we go, to be honest. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm kind of concerned, but... Y'all people need to vote better. <laughs> uh, but we'll move on. <laughs> and uh, big news coming out of the NHL. Well, kind of. I mean, it has it has the name big in it. Because Big Buff is now a free agent. <laughs> and there's lots to discuss when it comes to Bufflin. Um, obviously, he sat out this season. Which means he's going to come back a year either fresher or older. I guess we'll, we'll have to see how that plays out. But there's a bunch of possible landing spots for a player like him. Um, Kyle, you and me were talking about this last night, and the score put out an article about the top three potential landing spots. They had Montreal, Toronto, and mm-hmm. what was the last one? 
St. Louis. Right. To replace possibly Pietrangelo leaving. Um, I don't understand the Toronto placement. Like, I get Kyle, you and me were talking about this. Like, I get that Barry might be on his way out and yada, yada, yada. But that is not a salary that the Leafs can handle right now. Like, Buff is going to try to probably get a big pull in the market. He's It's not going to happen in Toronto. They don't have the cap space. Yeah, and then that's what we were talking about last night is, um, like, they will have the cap space once Barry and CeCe are off the books because CeCe is gone for sure. Um, and we were saying last night that I think that uh, I think Barry's just going to price himself out of Toronto, um, and I don't know if he wants to play second fiddle to uh, to Morgan Riley because um, essentially in, in the Leafs' minds they're the, pretty much the exact same player. Um, so I think I think if they can make the money work, I think Bufflin's the perfect fit because I think he's a top four defenseman um, as long as he returns that way. That's that's a key and tip. Is big and physical and brings that that force that the Leafs are kind of missing on their team right now. Yeah, Irfan, what are your thoughts? I mean, if he does end up with the Leafs, I think it's it, I can see it happening only because they lack so much grit and so much, you know, that fight sometimes. And and Buff would definitely set that room straight. So I mean, it'd be great, but I don't know if the Leafs are willing to pay. Six million or more, or anything in that vicinity for a thirty-five-year-old defenseman who took a year off. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Coming off an ankle surgery, it might not, you know, it might not be the best fit because you don't know what's going to happen. But if they do go down that path, it's the guys. The guys going to bring so much leadership into that locker room that I feel like it's lacking every night when they, when the young guys turn off. Um, well, that's the thing. I think. No, sorry. Go finish your statement. No, sorry. no, no. That was about it. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say I think that's I think that's also the key part too is is his leadership. He's obviously he's had the Stanley Cup before um, and that kind of stuff, right? So I think that could potentially be a huge fit. Um, whether he's you know whether he's worth the money or not, if it's a one year deal, I really don't think that's gonna make a difference. Um, like I'm not saying to sign into a three year contract or anything like that, but if it's a one year. Um, a one-year deal worth, you know, six mil or whatever like that is, is no different than you paying CC four and a half this year. So, um, I, I think that 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 leadership, that physicality is just, it's the it's the intangible stuff that the Leafs don't have right now that I, that I think he fits perfectly in. So, yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, for I I get the leadership qualities, I get the physical play and all that, and I understand that he would be filling a need that the Leafs have had for a while. But I think my thing is is the salary cap and the, the Leafs are up against it pretty much and they're gonna they're gonna have to get creative next year. So I don't know if putting a six million dollar thirty five year old on your books is is worth it. Um a couple other landing spots outside of Montreal and St. Louis that I was thinking and like humor me here boys before we get too angry. Um, Irfan, your your Bruins might be an interesting spot if Chara doesn't come back, right? If he retires, that could be a very interesting, just swap out big men. Mm-hmm. Um, um I, 
Go ahead. Uh, you give me your picks and I'll. And I'll no, no, I'll you go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go on, go on the Boston. I, I don't. Okay, so I think it, it makes sense, but I don't think it happens because if Z retires, then that money is going to go to Tory Krug. That's that's totally fair. I'm not saying that so it's going to happen. I was just saying a yeah. good plop in if place. If you're looking for a, a player with that physicality and that presence on the blue line, yeah. yes, that makes a hundred percent sense. But that four million or six million or whatever Char might be making. They're trying to give it to Tori, and Absolutely. unfortunately, that's kind of the path they'll go down. But uh, I don't disagree with you on that. I think it's a it's a good idea. Um, I could see Colorado possibly doing that as well, just because they have the cap space. Um, teams with cap space are going to be jumping at the bit probably to talk to Bufflin to see if he's willing to go, and Colorado might be the best bet right now just because they have such a young nucleus. And he can pretty much counteract uh, Kale McCarr, right? Who's a young, speedy, offensive threat. Then you get Bufflin on the other side, who's just an absolute beast of a human being. That's a pretty good combo right there. Um, I'm trying to think of other teams that could like really, really use someone like him. I mean, Vancouver even might be a, an interesting spot because they're young too. Um and could always use another uh, someone to go with Quinn Hughes. Yeah, I think honestly, there's a, there's a bunch of places that you could probably think about. It all depends if it makes sense for the money, right? That's oh, hundred percent. That's that's always the case. Like you could argue, argue that you know, who knows Tampa might get their name in there because they always seem to every defenseman who gets cut or whatever they always. <laughs> you mean every player who gets cut? Yeah. So. Um, like very similar to like the Shattenkirk and that kind of stuff, right? So I think um, potentially there. Uh, trying to think who else. Uh, um. I toss Edmonton in there uh, if he wants to play in the Western Conference. Then you know if Edmonton Edmonton can make it work, playing with Connor McDavid and having coverage for him would be fantastic um, for for the Oils. Uh, and I think he can end up with any of the California teams. I mean, if he wants to sort of retire into the sun, those three, you know, cities or these, those three teams would be ideal for a guy who uh, could play with some other veteran players and just, you know, uh, piss everyone off and just take runs at everyone if he wants to go out there. Right off into the sunset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only one I could, I, I can't see is San Jose. Um, just purely because how they're how much they're paying Burns and Carlson, I don't believe they want to add a third defenseman that way. So. Yeah. Um, just so but, you know, we're fun. Edmonton only has three point eight million cap space for next season as of right now, with contracts that are on the book. For sure. So I that mean, might be it, a tough it's just, one. That might be a tough thing, but I mean, he might want to take that hit for a year and prove his worth, I guess, and yeah. just um, be like, hey, I get to play with the best player in the world, uh, and Connor McDavid, and second is dry settle there and i mean that's another thing i mean if he if he goes to toronto he might even take the hit as well and be like hey i get to play with matthews and Tavares and marner and guys that have the potential to win so i might just take the hit to go for sorry i i totally read that thing wrong anyway because they actually have 13.5 mil but they only have 29 players signed so they have to sign 21 players well, Buff's equivalent is like five anyways, so does that count? <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. Uh, <laughs> but no, it, it is an option. You're right. Like, 
the other thing we're not talking is that who knows what Buffon actually gets for his salary. Yeah. Like if he if he's not anywhere he was, he might not get six million dollars. Like he that's as simple as that, right? So of course, but we're talking about what we know right now, and what we know right now is basically that he he might come back with five or six million on his contract. That's that's what yeah. we're assuming as of right now. Right. Which we don't know, obviously. There's no way to know until he steps on the ice and signs a contract. Well, I think as, as soon as those warm like those uh workouts go and stuff like that, I think that's when uh, Well, he's not playing this year. He can't play this year. No, but I mean, I mean he's still going to work out and stuff like that. Yeah. Do, as like, soon as the off-season stuff like happens. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 100%. Um. Yeah, that's. I thought that was an interesting little piece of news that came out this week. Another interesting piece of news is the Canadian Footballers Association created a players union. Now, I know for most people it doesn't mean a whole lot, another league putting the union together, but this is actually a big thing for Canadian soccer because it's not just... Um, the CPL that this entails, it also includes the MLS teams and the national team players. So this is a Canadian Footballers Association um, union, basically. And cool thing about it is the person who is the president is Marcel de Jong, who's a former national team player who played all throughout Europe. So he's going to bring a bunch of leadership to that role, and it's, it's going to be a huge thing for Canadian players. Thoughts? Do we know if they're extending it over to Canadian players playing overseas? Well, I guess that kind of, that's national team then, eh? Yeah. yeah. Which is, again, it's a really good thing, right? Um, mm-hmm. I think it's a great idea because that whole collective bargaining um, approach that you know the women's national team for the United States is struggling with with pay and yeah. uh, equality and all that stuff. I think this in place, hopefully, hopefully I say, um, gets rid of that segregation between the men and women and builds some sort of collective union that you know everyone's equal to a degree. And you know it, we fight for Canada sports because I know we talked last week. Um, about how the game's growing and where we where we expect the game to be in a couple of years, and I think putting this in now and fighting for our players, I think young players are going to say to themselves that they want to be a part of Canadian football and not just leave and go play in Europe or try and get into an academy up in Europe. Yeah, the other thing that I think is is big is that it, the Canadian Premier League is so young, and having the players' union is actually going to be really beneficial for such a young league because the players are banded together and the league is now going to be working with that union as opposed to just trying to work for themselves um and that's what we've seen two football leagues in the last three years flame out royally Mm -hmm. right because there was some issues with money obviously and the xfl had its own issues with the coronavirus I, i get it don't get me wrong i don't think it's either of the I don't think it's the player's fault, but having that communication line between a union and the league itself is such a big thing, and you see all the professional leagues have it, and now 
that we have one in Canada, the CPL is, is under good footing, I think. And it's going to help grow the league as well as the Canadian players. No, the hope is that there's more Alfonso Davies and Jonathan Davids, um, you know, protected and playing well and being able to, you know, maybe we'll see the next Christine Sinclair uh, because of the way we're fostering our players. There's never going to be another Christine Sinclair. I'm sorry. I'm at that level of someone <laughs> who's going to be a champion and win the hearts of our Canadian fans. But I know. I, yes, yes. <laughs> I just need to make that clear. We actually, sorry, we had this debate in my class. So, I actually did a presentation on Christine Sinclair this week, boys. So it was I know all about it. Did you know she holds the NC two A Division One record for goals in a season? Uh, it doesn't surprise me at all. But yeah, she's second in her career in career goals by two. Someone actually had more than her. I don't know. She also took a year off in the middle of college to go play at the women's world cup so you know there's that too <laughs> like no big deal just going to play at the women's world cup for a year not playing soccer this year it's fine <laughs> i wish i had that are you kidding me um all right that'll that'll pretty much do it uh gonna le- let you guys do any sign-offs that you want so we'll start with you or uh, the WNBA draft was last night where they honored uh, Gianna, which was really nice, um, and three other uh, two other girls, and I thought that was a sweet moment. Um, Kobe's wife uh, spoke. Uh, a lot of writers spoke, and I, I really appreciated that moment. It was uh, it warmed my heart. Yeah, it was it was a very good moment, and not to be overshadowed in that draft. Um, Sabrina Ionescu went first overall to the New York Liberty. And she will be playing alongside Kia Nurse. That's a very dangerous backcourt. Um, but no, that that tribute was beautiful. The the honorary picks were a nice touch because they definitely didn't need to do that. But it was it was well done. Um, Kyle. Um, yeah, no, I I agree. It was it, that was definitely very touching for sure. Um, and it was almost needed in uh, in this time of uh, of what we're going through for sure. Um, other than that, I, uh, I'm looking forward to the draft on Thursday. See how that that, that pans out. Um, finally, some sports, something that you know maybe I'll get my hands on betting. Who knows? We'll, we'll might dip dip my toe back into that. We'll see. You're gonna bet um, on the draft? Oh yeah, you know. Who's oh gonna go where? All that oh my stuff. god, How you are a degenerate. Well, no, all the all the team team win bets are gonna come out after the draft, so we'll uh, see how many that comes out with. So, uh, but no, it it'd be good to finally have some sports sports on TV other than reruns of the Raptors championship, which you know, as as much as I'd like to say I'm getting into them, it's you know how the game's gonna end. So you can't really... <laughs> well, the the reruns are done too. No, I know, and like when the, when they were going on, like that's what I was getting into. But yeah, uh, yeah, I just I just miss sports to be honest. So <sighs> we all uh, do, man. We we all do. The taste, but we'll see. So I'm so tempted to like go to the park and kick a ball around. Like I'm I am just missing sports so much. But I know that's yeah. not what I'm supposed to do. 
so I won't. Social distancing. Yep, I'm not doing it. Um, yeah, no, it's it's gonna be an interesting draft, and then I know they're trying to figure out how to do the NHL draft, and they're trying to figure out how to do the NBA draft, and they can't do them until the season's done, and it's it's gonna be a mess, but. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how this all sort of plays out. Um, I was gonna say something, and now I totally forget what I was gonna say. So I'm gonna, I'm just gonna wrap it up. <laughs> Make sure you check out um, our Twitter pages. I have started season three of the Quarantine Dynasty. By the way, team is killing it, and we only lost one main player. Boys, I don't know how I managed to pull that off, but I only lost one main player. Interesting. I, uh, only player I lost was Landeskog. Everyone else resigned. Well, how much did he want? He wanted ten mil. No, okay. it didn't like, fit. <laughs> and I managed that, to. Little... Yeah, it was bad. It was not good. Um, I've managed to flip a couple players too. So I picked up Alex uh, Texier. For who the oh Paul Stastny, I picked up Paul Stastny in the off season and traded him away, and Texier is now my leading point getter on my fourth line, which is ridiculous. <laughs> Anyways, follow my Twitter if you want to get more information on that. Check out our ECPL coverage. Our York Nine representatives are now out, but we had a great conversation yesterday, as well as. We did a crib style video, which I think went very, very well. They did a great job filming those. Um, so check that out as well. Um, Kyle will, ha- Kyle and our my colleagues from Centennial College's mock draft will be out later today. This is Saturday, by the way. All their picks were in before Friday, so if there's some weird ones now with some of the news coming out, not a whole lot we can do about it. It was a scheduled drop of the article some of the, news, some of the news we talked about today we didn't have information <laughs> just not information so disclaimer um look for more content coming out from all of us we're all trying to figure out ways to put more stuff out and now that my classes are done i have a lot more free time yay so I'll keep looking for stuff um and yeah i guess that's it So, for everyone here at Garage Door Sports, I want to thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.